Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Health Today. I'm your host, Ken Stearns. Beautiful day here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I made it out of uh, I made it out of Lake Havasu and just a little bit, just a little bit of a desert drive. And, and before you know it, the magic of uh, the magic of the mirage happens as you come around the mountains and there's Las Vegas glistening in the, in the horizon. All these money making opportunities. Um, just joking aside, actually, they took this desert and they built all these casinos because people made money when they came here. Um, side note, all jokes aside, um, that that video you saw was really me almost two years ago, kind of pontificating what I would see or, you know, imagining what is that going to be common thread that I'll see as I travel across the U.S. interviewing people. And basically it's mental health. You know, there's a mental health crisis. I saw it up close or I'm seeing it up close and personal, really literally every day, every week, uh, hearing people's stories, their journeys and their struggles with um, life and traumas and things that happen and how that ends up becoming something that they have to really grow with and put behind them and build or build upon really and just become better humans it's been interesting with this program getting a chance to interview so many different people from so many different angles that they are approaching the mental health crisis one of the things about therapists uh that that i have enjoyed is somebody like dr greg we've got now um basically taking that that basic beginning approach and then really growing and growing and adding on uh, to their skill set and really the tool set and then not just being a straight therapist you know sit on the couch and talk but bringing more and more tools uh, to the program and I, I think I've probably probably already gone too far I better, I better reel myself in and get and get the actual doctor on <laughs> Dr. Greg. Thanks for being a guest. Uh, super appreciate your taking the time out. And I'm just seeing your 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 collection in the background there too. Very interesting. But uh, Dr. Gagman, welcome to the show. Thanks yeah. for being a guest. Really much, really much appreciated. Absolutely, glad to be here. Yeah, we got a little bit of a delay again. You know. Traveling across for for whatever reason, uh, Wi-Fi is still a challenge in uh, you know one of the most advanced countries in the world. We have great tech, uh, but at times it's a little bit challenging. Um, Dr. Great, where do you where do you practice? Where are you living now? Where's your practice at? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Okay, sunny and sunny sunny Orlando, Florida. When you're next to Mickey, yeah. It, sunny every day right it, it is it's hot yes and it's hot tell us about your and how did you, yeah and sticky it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm it's dry now for me it's you hard it hardly feels like 110 here oh my gosh <laughs> so. um how did you get started it you know most people don't grow up and say, I want to be a therapist. Um, how did you end up becoming, you know, end up helping people? 
Well, honestly, it was my 11th grade class of psychology. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I've stuck with it wow. all throughout. It's, I'm, I know I'm an oddity. I know. Most people are like, I have no idea what I want to do when I get into college. And then it's two years later, like, I still don't know. I, I knew yeah, what I wanted yeah. to do. In, in 11th grade. 11th grade, yeah. There was a bump in 12th grade when I took physics. I'm like, oh, I really like physics too, but I ended up sticking <laughs> with it. So, you know. I mean, I could honestly, I could see physics being a draw. Yeah. Uh, there, there is, there is something, there is something magic going on in physics. Um, if you like that kind of thing, I would see, I could see being lost in that for a career. Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about, so how did you, you graduated, you, you got started. Um, interesting that you knew what you wanted to do. Um, what were those first years like? Uh, a lot of learning for sure. A lot of mistakes, a lot of learning. Um, I guess you could say it was uh, definitely a growing opportunity. I mean, I'm still growing. We're all growing. Yeah. Right? We're all, yes. I mean, I, I'm a, I would consider myself a continual learner. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever stop learning. Uh, but uh, I think those first, you know, couple of years, you know, you're just getting your feet wet and you, you think, you know, everything, you know, like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to show all these people this stuff. And because this is before, <laughs> before I had kids, I, you know, I, a uh, little before I got married too. And, you know, of course I knew it all. Right. But uh, you know, that wasn't the case. So. It turns out you didn't know it. Wait a minute. You, the, the plot, the plot thickens. It turns out yeah. you didn't know everything. I didn't know everything. No. That's right. Yeah. That is a, that's the beautiful part about life. And then you found out your parents weren't that stupid. That's right. They're like, they're not half as dumb as I thought they were. Holy cow. This <laughs> life thing is kind of hard. <laughs> um, yeah. You start reevaluating. Once you have kids, you start reevaluating once you, you know, it's it's really interesting how how it progresses and at least in my in the field yes. is you know you once you kind of go through it right you're like oh yeah you know, this doesn't really work this actually works you know so it's 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 pretty neat I have two grown adult children now but um, but yeah how'd you how'd you do on did you do okay with I the think kids? I did I think I did well my wife and I did well <laughs> yeah I think we did good yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, it's easy to screw it up and um, there is it no is. manual and we're mostly doing it when we're kids. You know, we yeah. don't really know very much. We think we know a lot. Thank God. Yeah. I think that's like a self-preservation thing. You know, you think you know more than you actually do. Otherwise you wouldn't really actually go get married, have kids and go start doing that stuff in your twenties. Yeah. Only, only foolish people do that. And, True. You know, or people, you know, and then we don't know. And then we find out later. Um, I mean, that is one of the interesting things of talking to people is the stories of what it was like growing up with parents who were kids, you know, and the mistakes that we make and the impact that has on people. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things we talked about was your, your length of time, 25 years, a long time um, in any field. And for sure you have, I mean, there must be some just, I would hope there are some big changes in the industry. What is Maybe take us through some of the things you've seen that have changed since you started. And we talked a little bit about what, you know, what do we got to do to kind of get ahead of this curve, this, this tsunami, it feels like a tsunami, 
and, and maybe I think I said in the chat to you before is maybe it's just me. I, maybe I, I'm misunderstanding that there isn't a crisis. Maybe it's just because I'm paying attention to it. Um, so I guess it's like, you know, do you feel things are different? Is there really a crisis and how have things changed? And I'll let you just kind of go on a little terror for a bit. Okay. All right. Well, I will say that there was a crisis and I would say it's more of a pandemic now, even after COVID. And we'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Why? Okay. But, okay. but, but as far as like going from, from 25 years ago to today, I mean, there are a lot of changes. I mean, you, you think about the stigma of mental health, right? Mm. Stigma, the, there was a lot of stigma back then. There was a lot of blame, you know, um, you know, what's wrong with these people, maybe looking down oh, upon wow. them. Um, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of that in, whether it be in the community, whether it be, uh, even in places of worship, mm. you know, that people didn't know how to react to, you know, people that maybe had major depression or bipolar yes. or anxiety, you know, it's, oh, well, you know, I don't know. So that, that was one thing. And now I think that there's a lot more support. There's a lot more mm. support for, mental health for wanting to get someone help. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's a really good uh, outcome. I think is, is that growth that we've had as a society and understanding that mental health is, is, is really vital for, for us. Um, another one really is when you look at cultures, um, there are some cultures that look down upon mental health. And so it's sure. all, you know, we're going to keep it in the family, you know, don't go yes. see a therapist, don't go do this. And I think now you're seeing a lot of these same cultures that are now taking advantage of therapists and mm. stuff like that and say, you know what, maybe we do need to go see somebody. Um, there, there's a, um, there's a lot of um, what I, I thought was really neat was uh, there's a lot of creative modalities that are being utilized yes. now. Um, I think, you know, traditionally it was that, you know, psychotherapy, sitting down, talk therapy, mm -hmm. medication, you know, send them to a psychiatrist, stuff like that. Um, but now there's so many things that not just deal with your mind, but also with your body. Right. You've got sensory motor therapy. You've got polyvagal therapy. You've got play therapy, sand play therapy, all of this stuff behind you. Those are all my figurines. I have two bookshelves full of figurines. I have six sand trays in my office, all different types of sand trays um, that go with the figurines uh, for sand play therapy. Uh, there's EMDR, of course, that was developed in the 80s. It's really kind of come into a lot more into that, which is again, a, a, a top down bottoms up approach. So there's, there's a lot of creative modalities that have, have come, hmm. uh, in that, uh, another one really is again, and I think it goes back to traditional versus holistic approach, right? Okay. So traditional again, would be that psychotherapy, mm -hmm. um, sending them to a psychiatrist, that type of thing. Whereas there's this holistic side, uh, and that's where my that's where my heart is really is is that holistic side, um, and so you have where it's helping people and understand that your mind, your body, and your spiritual all are interconnected, mm -hmm. and they all affect one another. And yep. in order for you to be truly 
healthy, you got to deal with all of them, right? You've got to deal with, yes. with your, your mental and understand that your mental is going to affect your spiritual. It's going to affect your body and all of those things in combined. So that, that's really, that, that's really important. I mean, to, just to kind of give you an example, um, when we look at, for instance, the foundations of health, right? You've got, for instance, you've got sunlight. Sunlight is vital for us, not only for our circadian rhythm, um, getting that sunlight in our eyes early in the morning, but also helps with mood elevation. We probably know that, yeah. already, right? Yeah. You've got sleep. Sleep is this bi-directional thing where mental health affects directly sleep and sleep directly affects mental health. So if, <laughs> if one of them is off, then the other one is off. They're both right? off. Yeah. yeah. And we know that sleep is not only recuperative, but if you don't get enough sleep, what happens? You get anxiety, you have mood issues, concentration issues, um, a lot of just, I mean, you end up, you can end up getting sick, right? So yeah. sleep is, is vital for, for us. Exercise is another, right? You know, we know that aerobic exercise is great for your heart. It's great for uh, your lymphatic system. So it flushes out all those toxins, which are, which wow. is really good. But then you have your anaerobic, which is more of that, you know, resistance training, the, the weight mm. lifting. That's actually really helpful for stress release, for resiliency and stress and mood elevation as well. If you think about it, when you're, when you're exercising and you're, you're tensing and releasing, tensing and releasing, mm. yeah, which again is helping lot. your body to roll, to, to, to to relax, right? Uh, proper nutrition, right? I mean, we all know that nutrition is important, but did you know that that directly affects our mood? Yeah. Right. Food affects mood, right? And so if you're not eating properly, if you're eating lots of sugars and refined carbs and stuff like that, that's going to affect uh, your anxiety level, your mood. Uh, of course, it causes all this inflammation, which again, causes all of those things as well. So trying to, to get your proper nutrition, water intake. I was uh, I was shocked to um, to know. I mean, I, I guess I should have known. You know, we we know that we're seventy percent water, give or take, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, but, yeah, okay. But I got so I have a but, lot, right? I don't need to drink too yeah, much. I yeah, have we a, got I have a lot. Yeah. I already got a lot of water. Yeah. What do I need more? Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, we're using water for everything in our body, right? Yeah. So that's why we need. I mean in my training, it was that 50% of your body weight and water in ounces a day. That's a lot, right? That's... Why is that? Because water, if your brain, for instance, gets dehydrated, you can get mood issues. You can get concentration issues. You have, mm. um, if you're not drinking enough water, it can cause cortisol to spike because your body's going into a Kind of a, oh, a stress yeah, like a fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, you're going into right, a fight or state. flight, right? And of course, that oh, also wow. That'll then, if you're in fight or flight, it also holds on to weight in your body, so you can't lose weight. So there's a lot of stuff with water. Um, there's dealing with your ants. I like calling them ants. A N T. Automatic negative thoughts, right? So okay. we got lots of ants going on in our body, in our brain, right? They're these negative thoughts that we have, helping our emotions to. And, and controlling those emotions to, to, for it to be a gauge, not a guide, right? Uh, so we, yeah. don't, we don't follow those emotions. We use it as a gauge to how we're doing, right? Breathing, that diaphragmatic breathing, getting to that parasympathetic state mm -hmm. really helps. And of course, the most important really, I think, is, is that spiritual side where 
we know there's been tons of studies on your brain and how that affects your brain, how it affects your mood, how it affects everything in your life. So yes. these are these are some some things that um, I think that when you help your client understand all of these things, that you know this is this when you when you get these things down, you're yes. going to be in a lot better place. Um, and then of course, maybe not even needing medication because there are. That's another thing, actually, with changes, a lot of medications. Now it's more like people are like, you know what? I, I need something different. Let's try herbs. Let's try homeopathy. Let's try all these different yeah, things. Right? right. And I think that's really good, too. So. Yeah, I love I, I this is a part, I think, when when I was looking over your the work you're doing and, and how you articulate it, this whole full, full approach, right, the full human approach. And then you can strip. I agree. Once you pull all that away, you'll probably find you get a lot of people off some meds and you start to get down to the core. You get to the real. I mean, how is a as a professional, how do you find the root cause? How do you truly help somebody if there's all of this, you know, opaque stuff in the way? Right. Like they got a they're eating carbs and sugar. They eat a lot of drive through like, OK, well, that definitely is not good. Right. They got a bad boss. They're sleeping five yeah. and a half hours. Uh, you know, exercise. Yeah. yeah, when I was sixteen, I would. I had a gym class. I, yeah. So how do yeah. you get through all these? You know, how do you get through all these layers to find out the real, the real issue, right? What they're really the emotional part of what they're dealing with, yeah. and not, and not the garbage that's being created. And I, and I think that's the amazing thing about how we're created. You know, God created us. Uh, to heal ourselves, to heal our bodies. Mm. You know, he gives us these resources, whether it be herbal or, you know, whatever yes. it might be, to be able to support our body in that healing. I know that for a fact for personally, because, you know, I've I've known this, um, I, I have an herbalist friend of mine, actually two of them that I know, uh, for 20, 23 years or so. I go see them. Okay. I send my clients to go see them. Um, because it really helps them to understand, hey, look, this is this is something that you can use to help support your body, um, you know, in in that healing process. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's that multi prong approach, right? I mean, most a, a lot of drugs are are just mimicking nature, right? There's a lot of drugs that really what they're yeah. doing is essentially mimicking things that are in nature. Yeah, I think the food thing for me is one of the biggest, you know, yeah. COVID exposed a lot of a lot of issues. But, I, you know, I think it's been a long time coming. And and for certainly, I think you look at the obesity crisis in America and that's, you know, this is a real that's a mental health crisis on the side because it's it's a full full on unhealthy, obese person. But guaranteed on the side to serve that up you need you're going to have some mental health issues there's no I, way around it yeah i think that's a really good point about the 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 obese because you know i didn't mention this but really organic meats are the best just because all the rest has a lot of um growth hormones yeah. in it and other things that are going to cause a lot of issues a lot of estrogen increase for men, uh, which yep. again is, is an issue. So yeah. it's it's um, see it. it's it's really important. It really is.
you can see it in some men's bodies. You know, they've been exposed to estrogen. Uh, it's the only explanation. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the diet, I, I think yeah. one thing for me, the one thing that yeah. I did not know, I always thought I was pretty well educated on diet, um, but surprisingly not. Seed oils has turned out to be an absolute game changer for me. Seed oils and and really and super the refined carbs and getting, you know, yeah. but just my own my own gut and set inflammate like i didn't like always oh, sound like hey, your guts like really mm. you're like it inflamed i didn't really get that it actually was inflamed that it actually was a real like your body's swollen there's you know there's a reason your your tummy is puffy it's because you're you're yeah. eating poison you know you're you actually have poison in your body right it's kind of a it, it's a, just a small reaction yeah. um but it's a really good tasting poison to be fair um, but I have got out. That's yeah, true. I mean, true. I mean, that's why you have a lot of. You know. I mean, Doritos are pretty fucking delicious. Let's face it. Right. I mean, you put a Dorito in your mouth and that is science right there. There's not an ounce of. It's in, it's interesting. You mentioned. It's it's interesting. You mentioned Doritos because uh, Doritos are one of those ones that has the, the dyes in it. Yes. And, uh, kids that have ADHD. That can cause a lot of aggression if they eat Doritos. So, not in all of them, but in a lot of them, they can. Yeah, I just the from Doritos the red dyes. It's crazy. The yeah. Dyes. Well, and they show all the dyes. The dyes are in every gummies, you know, gummy bears, drinks, um, Skittles, M and M's. All those places have got all those red, the red dyes. Yeah. yeah, the the diet thing is a real trigger. I think it's um, it's got to make like the job is going to be interesting because a lot of things have changed. You know, why people come, Yeah. you know, 25 years ago, the reason somebody would come see you and the reason someone would come today, boy, there could be a lot of different root causes. Yeah. I think, I think for the future though, I think that there's, yeah. you know, things have come a long way. I think the, the, yeah. the whole mind, body, spirit approach is kind of, uh, budding and, and kind of working. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, some people that are, are doing that as well, but, but, you know, wanting to, to shed that light on for counselors and psychologists and, and psychiatrists, especially, because I think psychiatrists would be really helpful yes. in knowing that integrate. And there are some, certainly some good integrative psychiatrists out there. Um, but, you know, you think about the schooling, right? Our schools haven't really talked about some of these things that we know now that are, are very important, right? That treating that whole person. Right? Yes, so, I so, agree. so doing something in the schools, right? And then I think the, really the, the biggest thing, honestly, is again, going back to what we believe and what we put our hope in is, or should I say who we put our hope in affects mm. everything, our, our mind, our body, our spirit, you know, and so for me as a, as a, as a licensed Christian psychologist, I think it's important for me to, to be able to share that with people to know where that hope comes from, right. And Christ and so forth. And so mm. I think that that's something that we, um, we're designed to worship, right. Worship God. But yet because of our brokenness, we have this, 
we, we worship everything else. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you so get around to God issues, later. Obviously if we're right on Sunday, I'll get around to that on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'll get all. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's good for me on Sunday. The rest of the week I'm good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. One of the, um, in my jar podcast, I have one of the questions is why do people always leave houses of worship smiling? Yeah, uh, I get some great answers. That's a good question. Some, yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question, right? Because you're like, you know, even the even the atheists, right? Even people I interview that don't believe in God and people who believe in, you know, something, you know, it is always kind of right. like, yeah, actually, I don't think I've ever left a house of worship. I mean, if I had tears, it was probably like happy tears. But I people generally leave in a good elevated mood. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things I wrote, a, I wrote a I wrote my book called Dear God, and the last chapter, the last part of the, the book, uh, I call it the book four, is is really the first book is book of self, then it's book of others, being you and another person, then it's kind of the book of all, meaning, you know, humanity. And then the last book is, you know, God. And it's interesting, the people that I've I have found that chap that chapter, the three letters in there is faith, hope. And prayer, mm -hmm. and I found I found people with little faith, with little, with real little belief, uh, any grounding and kind of a strong belief in something bigger. Right? It didn't have to be yeah. God per se. Um, right. Without faith, there's very little hope. True. It's a really weird, and I never designed the book like that. I never had any kind of advanced thinking, but it was yeah. just an observation as I, I met people. Faith and hope are in, in just so interdependent, and without one, man, I mean, if, if, you, if you don't have faith that there's something bigger than you, something helping you, something that wants, that's cheerleading for you on the sidelines, and giving you all the tools to be successful in life, whatever that looks like. If you don't have that faith, that, that man, hope in your own life to get through the tough times, very difficult. Uh-oh. Sorry, you're... That's a tough life. Okay, yeah. You're back. I, I didn't hear most of that, but that's okay. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> so tragic. Yeah. So, I know it's terrible. Um, I know. It's okay. I'll just yeah. I'll kind of I'll repeat it a little bit. It's basically in my interviews, I've seen that faith and hope are so interdependent. Yeah. And you know, if you lose, if you don't have faith that there's something bigger right. uh, than us. Yeah. Look, yeah. looking out for us, then man, hope is it's self manufactured. I, I think that you have um, to it, only it, you can find I, it. If I want to, if, if we go back to the beginning, that's kind of a good tie in mm. to looking at when I mentioned before about it being a pandemic now instead of a crisis. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. But uh, after COVID, if you think about COVID itself, the, the virus wasn't the problem. It was the lockdowns, right? It was the, lockdowns, yeah, it was the humans. It was the humans. Yeah, after. well, it was, it was, well, no, what I'm saying is not, not that. What I'm saying is, is that 
because we were locked down, we, yes. we are created to be in, in relationship with other people. Yeah. That's how we're created yes. to be in connection with other people yeah. because we could not do that for at least a year, maybe more. Mm. There was a lot more depression, a lot more anxiety, a lot more hopelessness and loneliness. And, yes. and that's what kind of elevated that. Um, you know, I've seen so many people post COVID that they have, they didn't have social anxiety before. Now they do. Why is that? Right. Because it's getting back out there. Right. Wow. You know, the, the Gen Z population, I heard um, upwards of 90% of them are anxious and depressed. I mean, that's a, that's a huge statistic. I don't doubt that stat. I've, I've had, I've been interviewing some interns around that age group. It's very yeah. interesting. Some of the social yeah. behaviors aren't, you know, getting on a zoom call and not turning your video on. Right. Right. I mean, that's dead, dead on. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's a dead sign. You are not well, like you can't even turn your computer on like for a video. I mean, that's, that's super anxiety. Yeah. Um, I feel for those, you know, we, we fooked, we really messed that up. We could have, it was not our best human moment, COVID. No, no, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not our best human moment. I hope, <laughs> I hope we figure it out. I hope, I think most people have figured it out that, you know, maybe the government isn't that, maybe apparently government leaders are not the smartest of the, uh, in the pack. You know, maybe the, maybe the kids that ran for high school president actually in the end are really idiots. And, you know, we're led by mostly idiots. Um, yeah. That's our own, that's our own fault. You know, we get the, we get the leaders we, we get the leaders we deserve. Right. Um, that's true. That's very true. You know, Boy, we just we we really we, we must have been very bad because we've got some really bad leadership. Um yeah, I hope we can do better as humans. What do we what do you think? You know, I think we covered quite a bit of the stuff we wanted to talk about. What what's that last piece? I think is a little bit about what do we need to do? What do we need to change? I think is yeah, there anything I, I else you to, wanted to cover? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit more, I think. Yeah. I think when you when you when you look at um, educating, um, one yes. one thing that really got me into this. I mean, I've always kind of been a holistic type person, but it wasn't until I took uh, this training that was more of that mind, body, spirit thing. I'm like, this is really, and then, you know, with culinary and with sleep and with all these different. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, everybody needs to know this. You know, yes. and so I think. Going, and that's one thing that I, I want to do is I want to go and I want to share with other counselors and psychiatrists and psychologists why this works, right? Uh, I think why. that's that's an important thing. Yeah, the why this works because mm. a lot of times you think, oh well, you know that's um, that's 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 crazy it, talk or whatever it is, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, I yeah. think that I think that um, something that I don't think many of my profession do is, is look at how that body piece, not the body piece. I would say the, when I say body, I don't mean like the somatic stuff, like breathing and vagal stuff. I'm talking about like things that your body does, whether it be some type of, if you have a skin issue, you know, that's a digestive mm -hmm. issue, 
That's the root yes. cause. It's the digestive, right? So looking at those things, looking at, and so referrals, right? What referrals are we going to do? Uh, I refer to chiropractors. I refer to massage therapists. I refer to <laughs> dietitians and nutritionists. I refer to herbalists, right? Because all of those in conjunction are going to help me help yes. them, right? Yep. And so who am I to say, oh, look at me. I can help you and just me. No, that's ridiculous, right? I, I, I need other people to come alongside to help me help someone that I know is hurting, right? Mm. Trauma is such a, trauma is such a, a, a huge piece and it affects your mind. It affects your body and it affects your spirit, right? So yeah. that's one thing I, I work with a lot is trauma. And so okay. you may think in your mind, hey, I'm fine, but your body is reacting. You know, you're sitting down at the computer doing nothing and all of a sudden you get tense. Why did I do that? It's because there is some sort of trigger that happened in your body that is still there that needs to be worked through, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think there's... I think it's a paradigm shift in a way to, to look at these other referral sources that are going to be just as valuable. Yeah. I, I was likening it. I, I, my analogy of having, you know, for you trying to treat somebody, trying to help somebody in pain. And like I said, there are these kind of like opaque veils, you know, the diet's not really good, the stress at work. And so, you know, you're, you're trying to clear those to get, to get through the trauma, to kind of work through the, you know, the, re the, the stuff that you know how to do the other parts that you know how to do. And yeah, to get, to get a patient, all those components kind of getting lined up, it's just gotta be magical to see the change. It, it, it is. I mean, I, when I've sent, cause we, it's funny, we right next door, we have a, a chiropractor. They're, they're great. I go see them actually uh, as well. Um, but um but, you know, I'll send them over there and then they'll come back and go, man, this, I feel so much better. Right. Just after doing some chiropractic stuff, you know, a fu funny story, uh, I won't say a funny story, but just to kind of just to kind of, uh, I guess, bring it home. Uh, I was in a really bad car accident uh, four years ago. Um, somebody T-boned me, um, gave me three herniated discs um, and. And so I went through chiropractic. I went through massage stuff. I went through a lot of other stuff to kind of help me work through some of that stuff. Um, and then I would say it was earlier this year, I was driving home with my family from vacation. My older daughter uh, drove separately. She, she was uh, coming home and she was uh, ahead of us. And she, she, um, she was already pretty much at home and she ended up getting in a little fender bender. She called us and she's like, Hey, you know, I'm okay. The car was fine. Everything was fine. It was just, you know, yeah. not a big deal. Was, you know, yeah, just nothing. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. I hung up the phone. I'm still driving. I hung up the phone. My whole body got tense. I got a headache. I started getting the same issues that I had had when I first got the accident. Tingling or so to tell you that, your body remembers these things, right? Your, your body remembers these things. And so getting that 
out, you know, is important. And so, um, but, and I think that's, that's really important for us as therapists as well. Cause you know, I'll just kind of put this caveat in here, but therapists need therapists too. Right. Um, oh, of course. You know, First, I would imagine uh, even know, more than anybody. It, that's important because we have to work on our own stuff. So, Fan- yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a we, we see a lot of stuff, story. and we hear a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I I, I can say, Greg, that uh, I've only I've only done three hundred, I don't know, three hundred twenty interviews. Um, <clears throat> that's probably I don't know. That's probably a couple months' work for you guys to see 300 people. Um, but wow. I mean, the, some of the stories, the things that I've heard uh, are, are shocking, are mind boggling hu- what humans can do to each other. Uh, you know, and you've, I'm sure you've heard some horrific stories. People are pretty resilient in the end. Somehow we kind of come through it and somehow people use it to their best advantage at some point. They're able to get over once they're able to work through everything. Boy, humans are pretty resilient and pretty amazing. Uh, The ability to look back on some of the stuff that's happened to people and to have a positive attitude and to empower and to use it in your life's work. It's wild. (laughs) Humans are really amazing, actually. Um, Dr. Greg, thanks so much for being a guest. Thanks for taking time. And the great thing is once you have, once yeah, go ahead. Hey, you're very welcome. I was glad to be here. Um, I was just saying, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your your podcast. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Doctor. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening and supporting Mental Health Today, the Jar Foundation. If you want to be a sponsor for this pro uh, for this program, uh, you can find us on all the the normal kind of channels and. Uh, Great help is to just give us a little rating wherever you're listening to the show on. Just write some notes and uh, share the show with other people, especially people in the business professionals, because that's who we're really trying to uh, trying to get more of those those folks involved and on the show. Thanks again, Dr. Greg. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Dr. Hang on for 30 seconds. Thank you. All right. Do, 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 do. Oops. Hold on. There we go. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Ooh. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it it changes all the time so if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change